This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome into another episode of the How To Podcast with Luke and Ben. I'm Luke. That's Ben. Ben doesn't know when to stop talking because he put his thing on TikTok Live, so now he just keeps talking regardless. So if there's any idle chatter there as the intro was beginning, that is why uh, Ben was just saying that he dressed like a Phoenix Sun cheerleader today. <laughs> I didn't say cheerleader. You oh. added cheerleader. Be clear. Be clear. Uh, huh. My name is Benjamin Abbey. I am the box dad, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Can I... So I, I I want you to know that I caught a little bit of 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 heat, as it were. Miami because, heat. Well, no, like oh, okay. like I, I didn't know the whole thing was basketball themed. I didn't know how we were doing this. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's not basketball themed. Yeah. So I caught a little heat for the last podcast because I started like almost trashing, you know, like 49ers and and I'm going to their stadium. That's and right. So. So in the end, what I will say in my judgment of the stadium, nice facility. I like the open concept. I enjoyed it. Levi Stadium. It's great. Um, better food I- exists in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium for Indianapolis. Okay. And there to, and I'm not expect I, I, maybe Arrowhead will get there. Uh, but there is no louder place that I've been to in my life compared to Seattle Seahawks. Uh, what's that one called? It is now Lumen Field. Lumen Field. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So Lumen Field. Um, nothing is louder than that though, and it's not. It's not even close. Okay. Like in my, it's not. It, we're not even close on it. So, but yeah. I caught a little bit of heat last time. So I was like, oh geez. And I now remind me which which game you went to. What was the, the opponent? Falcons. Okay. Yeah, Falcons and uh, Niners, and I. So what I've made the decision to do also. Oh, I, so. can, I, can I just say really quickly, uh, when you went to Lumen Field, were you watching the Falcons play? Because they give you no occasion to cheer or jeer in, no. I don't know, probably five years. So they that could have been a factor. Had it been a game against an actual opponent, maybe people would have cared. Just fair. a thought. That's fair. Uh, no, we watched the Colts play the Seahawks that in that game. Yeah. So this one... The, the, what was important was that this was a, a win and you're, you're making it toward yeah. playoff scenarios for 49ers. So it was very important to them that they won. Um, and you could feel that, you know, you just couldn't hear uh, it. on the, on the, in this, in the stands. Uh, the, so I decided I was going to get, so from now on, when I go to a, a stadium, I will select ultimately a player that I enjoy watching because I enjoy the players as a whole. And this time I decided I wanted to get a Jersey and I I went with George Kittle. I was going to say, I knew you guys going to, I was going to say George Kittle. I was going to have you let me guess, but you just, you don't, you don't ever pause when you talk. So I couldn't squeeze in there, but I would have guessed either Debo Samuel or George Kittle. And then I would have, I just feel like he played at Iowa Midwest guy meets your sensibilities. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, George Kittle, that's a good one to go with. That guy is Idiot. so fun to watch. The thing about the 49ers is I have n- I've never been a 49ers fan, but in the original Tecmo Bowl, I used the 49ers because they had three pass plays and then the one Roger Craig up the middle. And, of course, they had Jerry Rice, <laughs> Joe Montana, John Jerry Taylor, Rice, yeah. Brent Jones. Not that I remember, but... <laughs> 
those guys were all available to you. And if you remember, like the original Tech Mobile, you didn't have the opportunity to set your own plays. And you only had the yeah. four plays to choose from. So having that third pass play was a big bonus. Um, even though their uniforms looked a little pink, because for whatever reason the NES gaming system did not quite have did not quite have a dark red. So they were kind of yeah, yeah, the graphics card wasn't exactly killing it. But when I got married, my wife is a 49ers fan. So she enjoys watching the 49ers games more than she enjoys watching football. So if there's just a football game on, she's usually meh. If there's a 49ers game on, if she gets engaged, she's all in. But she has she has to get engaged. But I'll tell you, man, Kittle is a guy that just you start watching him play. Even when he's blocking, he's trying to kill people. Yeah, it's great. No, he's like he and I can I, I appreciate the idea that when you're watching these players, this is what they've worked for. Right? Yeah, this is the, the, everything about it. They they've worked for these moments to be on that field, yeah. and I appreciate that. I think that's a neat thing. They're 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 in the middle of that dream, you know. So. Sure. We got done. Uh, the other thing I did down there, just so you know, and I, I, I recommend can, it. Can, well, we're at the stadium. Because you the, are yeah. you are you going away from the stadium? Because I have a question. I have a follow up question. Yeah, you, I was okay. gonna. I was gonna go away from the stadium. Go. Okay. What's your so, question? You, you said the food was better at Lucas Oil Stadium, but here's here's my big question: Is did you get the same item at both places so that it's a fair comparison? Okay. So how did you evaluate that the food as a whole? in the stadium was better in one place versus the other. I think the way I would describe it is relative selection, right? Uh, I I felt that at Levi Stadium, it was more like the the standard stadium food. Hot dogs, nachos, they're they're good things, right? You enjoy that you go there to the degree that you go to those things for those things. That's what you do. You go for the food. Yeah. Um but at Lucas Oil like because and I and I think this is a big post so many things at Lucas Oil like a national championship game like the 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 combine, combine yep. right? final fours yeah the 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 selection of food is more restaurant style right so you're just you're you you're around different things you're gonna you can go get standard stadium food but I just felt like there was a lot more options for. Okay. Things outside of stadium food. It was a lot of stadium food at 49ers. But it was it. But again, open concept. I love. I, I like that open concept, open kind of airy concept. Uh the the easy, easy in and out. Nice. Right. Like I think that with Lucas Oil, the downside is is because it is, you know, a dome that, you know, has a, a like you it's not easy in and out. You're getting you're you're in with the lemmings. Like you're just yeah. you're you're shuffling, you know. Cool. So uh, but great experience. Um, the other thing I did while I was down there that I was super pumped about was uh, we ended up going to a couple of different uh, redwood forests. Oh, nice! Um, the redwoods dude, are insane. I, it, like we have trees in the Pacific Northwest. We mm-hmm. have trees. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like typically astonished by trees. But every once in a while, you come up on an old growth snag, but it's never. Yeah. It's never a live tree. You get. You get that it's snag. That that old cedar tree that is enormous, and and since you and I both hunt, we've both been where you just kind of nobody's around for a thousand miles, and you just kind of go, "That's a big, tree. a big tree," and then you move on. But in yeah, the red, you move on. in the redwoods, there's a reason that people talk about them. There is no question about that. Absolutely, the the relative size uh, and just you think about what they're surviving. I think it's cool. It's in they the, the 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 way that they basically because they are so tall, they create their own little ecosystem underneath that canopy. Oh, not so just fun. underneath, buddy. So, well, uh, did, did you do the whole research on the trees? Because when we were down there, we did like the sit down, watch the let me tell you about the trees video at like one of the parks. I did not. You did not? This. Oh, okay. Here's here's the things. Let me let me tell you the things that I learned that have stuck with me. This is ooh, this is probably ten years, ten years ago. My wife and I, when we were living in Los Angeles. So when we were living in Los Angeles, we decided that when we left, we wanted to drive the entire West Coast. So we were in LA, we drove down to San Diego the week before, and then we took three weeks and drove up the entire West Coast. We took a little hiatus to go to Yosemite. Uh, spent, spent a few days in San Francisco with some friends. We stayed at the, we camped in Big Sur, camped in the Redwoods. Uh, we were planning to camp in Southern Oregon, but there was a torrential downpour. So we just stayed at a hotel in Brookings. 
I stayed with a friend at Manzanita. We drove all the way up around the peninsula. My dad was in Port Angeles at the time. We stayed there. And then we went back and stayed in a luxury hotel in Seattle and then uh, and then came to Portland. Three weeks to go from L.A. to Portland. Okay. Three weeks. Three weeks. I'm like, dude, the time you're talking about here is deep. Like, that's yeah. like, I'm just, I'm penciling that drive out. I'm like, that's a long that's a lot but we uh, like and we took a long time to do it like uh hearst castle sea lion caves uh the you know the sand dunes in florence like we hit every like we did the full check like all the boxes so we had time in the redwoods and it was a torrential downpour so we went into the little video shack and we're watching the uh you know the the parks service video for the redwood trees here are the things that got me the most those things are fireproof pretty much no 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 they are they the bark is so thick that a forest fire can burn through the entire area and and the trees are fine and you actually Mm -hmm. can go up and see where the bark has like burnt in like these giant recesses in the trees the fact that there's the the tunnels through those trees unlike some trees where if you damage the bark like the whole tree is now exposed ah, redwoods are fine um the other thing is that there are animals in the canopy of the redwood forests, squirrels and insects or whatever, that will never touch the ground in their entire lives. It's awesome. They live their entire lives exclusively in the canopies. Because you think, like, you watch, like, the, the jungle documentaries and just go, oh, it's a whole world above the... But you see those trees that seem so exotic. But because the redwoods are just a bigger version of the trees that we already have, I think we sometimes forget... That like above exactly. you, there's an entirely different ecosystem. And then you'll have like the big branch and growing out of the top of it is like a full-size tree. Like if you put that yeah. tree in your yeah. yard, you'd be like, ah, we need to get rid of this thing. It's taking too much sunlight out of my tanning yep. area in my backyard. But that thing grows out of like the middle of a, a branch up on the redwoods. It's it, The whole place is absolutely nuts. I was I was far more awestruck than I expected to be. Thank you. Yeah. Right? Like even... And even on the drive on on 101, mm-hmm. getting into the top end of Northern California, entering that redwood, like the tree that some of these trees are just off the side of the road. Like you're not you're not having to like explore into the forest. They're there. They're just there. Yeah. And they're yeah. huge. They're absolutely enormous. I still need to make it. I still need to make it to the sequoias because apparently they have larger bases. They are not as tall, but that is mm-hmm. uh, closer to Central California down there. Still need to make yeah. it see that. Did they're a little meaty. Have you had a little meaty. Have you ever been to Alcatraz? I drove by it this time, Ooh. but I did not go to Alcatraz. Can I, can I tell you that is that is also one of those excursions that you do where you go, this will be cool. Everybody I've ever talked to that's gone is completely shocked by how cool it is. Even expecting really? it to be cool. Even with high expectations, there's just no. something about that island. So originally the island was a prison, right? They were they were just like, oh, we'll ship you out. We'll set you on the island. Then they had the prisoners build the structure, and then they moved into it. And so they go through the whole history of the island. But, dude, the heebie-jeebies you get just being oh, okay. there are, oh. And then you get the little, they, thought- they give you the little audio wand. You go and you hold it up to your ear. So it's like this long stick, and you put it next to your ear. It's yeah. got a speaker on it. It tells you the story. So you walk through. It's told by prisoners. It's told by former guards. It's told by all the Dude, next time you go to San Francisco, go to Alcatraz. If you'd if you if you'd have just thought to ask me, I'd have given you a whole goddamn itinerary. I'd have been happy to do it. But you You're didn't. Right. You didn't so, trust me. I mean, I know that we're doing this podcast together, but I like to think that we're friends outside of this. And if you're traveling somewhere, just ask. Will I will? Hey, on that note, let's oh, yeah. let's talk about fun things for 2022. Let's what, talk about fun. Sure. Yeah. So. Let's talk about some fun things for 2022 that that I'm passionate about. Sure. Right? So let's talk about you. I, I talked. Now let's talk about you. I get it. Well, no, no. It's so let's 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 talk about how we got here this morning and why I'm late. Oh, perfect. Right. I, I think that's a fair statement. Is that I'm late this morning again? Yeah. Right. Because it happened last time and I had to do it from the phone. This time I had I had. It wasn't even a, it was an emergency on a job site because we had a door that was oversized and we had to figure out how we're going to make this door fit into where this smaller hole was. So we got it figured out. Real right? quick, real quick. So, was the door oversized or was the door jam undersized? 
you could actually go neither on that and just state that Ben did not order the correct door oh, size. Oh, just then the door. No, then the door was too big. That's what I was going to ask. Like, if if it was an irregular door jam, then that is on like the homeowner. Like, if like I imagine there are certain standard si- yeah. sizes that doors come. There in. are. There are. Thank you. But so. but you also have to match the numbers. So it's on you. Um, that, that, that's exactly. the question. I was it, trying not to go, it, is this your fault or their fault? It's your fault. It's definitely my yeah, fault. It's not, it's like, all my it's fault. not like my grandpa it's built my, my grandpa built this house by hand in the nineteen forties and exactly. and now everything's misshapen, like everything's a little cockeyed. No, this is all you. Everything. Okay. Exactly. It's all me. So I I we get the door situation figured out and I'm driving back to the home office to do the podcast. And I got to thinking about the idea that this year, part of my goal, right, is to move those emergencies out of my life. Sure. Right. That's that's one of my goals this year. And I'm doing that through the idea of franchising. Right. Yep. And, and we've talked about the franchise stuff. But today we get to announce some fun things on the franchise front Ooh. because as so the way this came about the last three and a half weeks of my life have been neck deep in financial meetings with my CPA, my financial advisor, and the, lo- and the lawyers that are helping me franchise this whole thing, right? And we're just, we're just making sure that this document has the T's crossed, the I's are dotted, we're ready to go. So we had this, uh, ultimately, we were waiting on one thing to have happen and go through so that the balance sheet for the franchise is all good to go, yada, yada, yada. Well, I had sent an email to the lawyers and let them know that by either today or Friday, tomorrow, we would have the balance sheet to them. And what I was curious about was, would we need another meeting? Would we, would we require one more meeting just to finalize things, make sure that every, we're all on the same page and we're moving forward? And the, the email I got back from my lawyer, his name's Javier. He may listen to this. I don't even know. <laughs> Hi, Javier. Javier. Good to meet you. He wrote he back and he's like, he goes, no, Ben, we're not going to do any more meetings. We're done here. We're moving on. This thing's submitted. We're, we're done. So franchise, franchise FDD, we're done. Foundation stuff, paperwork is submitted. Um, I'm really excited. What's I'm next? Really so excited. now you just got to start finding people that want to wear the box brand, right? Wear the box brand. Um, what's next? Uh, North Carolina, or yeah, North Carolina, February 10th, 11th, and 12th. Okay. Uh, I've got a franchise summit that I will be attending. And a lot of that uh, will be me sitting with the brokers that will help sell the franchise for a commission, meeting with them, and then meeting with other uh, and networking with other franchisee, franchisors, industry yep. professionals, yada, yada, yada. So doing some class stuff. And then uh, let's see, go. So February is North Carolina. End of March is Orlando, Florida. Okay. April, I might take off April and not go anywhere because their other two are in Florida for April. And then by the time we get to May, it is Atlanta. And then at some point they go back to Dallas, New Jersey and North Carolina in the summer. Uh, and the end of summer is that New Jersey one. So Whew. I've got at least six destinations I'm going to travel to. The fun part is, is that what we've decided to do or what I've, when I say we, a lot of it's, I, I say we because I, I bounce ideas off of people, but ultimately the decisions always come back to me making the decisions. So we have decided that um, a lot of my travel, we're going to do uh, some neat things where I have, the foundation will always be a big at the forefront of what we're doing here, right? Meaning that I, I want my travels to encourage others to donate in, into the charitable contributions for the foundation. Yeah. For those that don't remember uh, or haven't been following along, Box Foundation is now a filed 501c3 charitable foundation. And what that means is that royalties that I receive from franchising, a percentage of those will go to the, the foundation. And that's important because that way, the foundation always has funds. Always. So real quick, the foundation supports what? Foundation supports. Good. Excellent question. So the the goal here is that we are going to act as an angel donor to community centers or parks 
Um, think think YMCA's, think large scale community centers that boys are and girls clubs, boys and girls clubs, all these things. Long story short is is that many times, many times. They need rehab work. They're typically older buildings that require rehab work. By the time we get through the paperwork or the grants or whatever that is, money is gone, administrations have changed, or something just was amiss in the paperwork, and they don't get the funds, and ultimately the project is dead, right? Box painting or box foundation's goal is to step in as an angel donor, get this project done so that they can move on. Long-term long goal is that by 2030, we will be doing at least a quarter of a million dollars in charitable give back annually. So not in a cumulative, not by 2030, I wanna do a total of 250. I want to do a total of $250,000 in charitable give back in one singular, singular year by nice. 2030. With a little build up here and there sure. as we go. Um, so with all that being said, it's funny because we get through these meetings with the, the CPAs and everybody else, right? And First, appreciate everybody out there that is CPAs, lawyers, uh, people that are, I surround myself with that help me because it doesn't happen without that support. Um, but now the real work gets to start. That, and, cool. and that goes for you too, Luke. And ah. you know that. Uh, well, and I don't like, I wasn't going to skip over you there. Luke, for anybody that doesn't know, helps me on the Odyssey end of things. They do a lot of my SEO and SEM for the company. Um, and we've got big things coming, uh, through Odyssey and things like that too, uh, to, to, to help prop up those new franchisees, uh, in those markets that they purchase and those territories that they go after. And I, you know, um, the, the work begins now though, right? Like now that now the focus from the paperwork, it's not, I'm not doing the paperwork end of it. Now what I'm doing is I'm coming up with, uh, the trainings, how I'm going to train people um, to do the things that I do on a daily basis. And what I will say is it's very weird for me to illustrate what I do in a day. It doesn't make any damn sense. It's all <laughs> over. Like, I just, I, I don't, it, like, I truly believe that I created a position for myself that I just get to do what I want. And, and I don't know how I did that exactly. I'm really happy and grateful and thankful that I did that, but I don't know how I came about doing that part. Yeah. Like it just happened over time. So, and now to try yeah. to replicate it. Yeah. To try and replicate it. The one thing I will say is I think that what I, I can do, I, can, I, I won't ever be able to replicate whatever energy it is that I bring to that table, you know, cause I, I recognize that there's energy that is required um, to do it. But the things I do think I can help with, the discipline aspect of it. There, there, there's a lot of discipline that comes in into into context when you say, "I'm not going to work weekends." Mm-hmm. That's great. That, that's the this, this statement is fantastic. Can you live it, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot that happens in 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 that space, and um, choosing not to work weekends when you are the only person that likely has the answers, i.e on a door this morning, (laughs) right. You under that you ordered incorrectly. Um, when you're the only one that has the answers, how you manage that without working weekends, I think there is a lot of uh, nuance there. And, um, when I think that's where you go, you need to start with the end in mind. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you, you kind of have to work backwards. You don't, you don't start with your calendar, which is built out because it works for you. You start backwards and go, here are the goals that we want to accomplish. When you buy in as a franchise owner with box debt, with box painting, here are the, yes. the checks that we need to hit. What is the easiest way to get there? But the other thing, too, is how eager are you to jump in? Because whatever manual you write, there's mm-hmm. going to be variables that you have no idea are coming down the pike. So that first one, they got to know that it's a test case. But the- Oh, yeah. Guinea pigs, guinea pigs. Sure. I mean, just try it. But the other, the other, one of the, and I think we talked about this maybe in the New Year's podcast that we're talking about, but fail fast. You know, just, Mm -hmm. just go and get started knowing you're probably going to be wrong. Be surprised when you're right. Don't, don't, don't sit there and stamp your fist and go, told you, mofos. Yeah. No, it's, it can't be that way. And I do, what I will say is I've given myself plenty of grace in the idea that I know, and I kept saying this to to my CPA, Christy, that moving into this year, 
I know that we will get things wrong and we will get things right. We will have done all this brainstorming and, and, you know, forecasting and all this. As soon as we step foot on it in day one, it, the, the whole plan changes. It yeah. doesn't, you, the, 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 it, it, the plan is the plan. It doesn't really matter. It's all going to change. Um, but I do know that, that uh, for me, and I'm glad that you recorded that part or that this is recorded because I'll need to hear it later Yeah, that it's okay for things not to be perfect. Right. We're, we're working toward, you know, making things as good as we possibly can, but I will always be the one that wants things to be perfect right now, right then the first time don't get it wrong the second time. And that's, that's just not how this is going to go. Um, so I'm glad that's actually on a recording. Yeah. You're welcome. that's good. It's good to remember too. You got to sure. remember those things. It's not supposed to be perfect and that's okay. Um, but yeah, so 2022, I am so freaking pumped that everybody 21, right? We know yes. that. Yep. We all look back to 21 and it was crazy. It was chaos. It was what it was. And we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast, that idea that we're not going to enter 22, you know, we're going to come in nice and quiet. Nobody's going to touch anything. We're just, we're just going to, let's see, we're going to feel this out. And I don't know that I'm going to enter 22 that way. I don't think that's a way to do it. I think, I think think you, I I think you can't worry about (laughs) all of the people that are trying to bring that negativity. I think that's what 2021 was about, was about proving your right by proving Mm -hmm. that somebody else was wrong. I think 22 is about finding what's right for you and not worrying about anybody else. And that's what you're already doing. So I think that, that should be the plan going in this year. I love it. So the, the, I can't wait. So the question is, I'm looking at the elk head behind you, uh, on your wall. One of the things that you told me when we first met is that you don't work weekends. You've already reiterated that here today, but you also, you effort your entire schedule. The reason you paint instead of uh, yeah. clean gutters or waterproof or whatever whatever jobs you can do in the in the fall and going into winter is you chose painting because you don't paint as much in the fall when hunting season comes around. So True. do you still have the plan to balance work, life, fun, Family, for, yeah, for, yeah, fun and family, and all, all of that. So, so the question is, how do you how do you balance everything? With you got six trips, you're probably already looking. You, do you have a short list of people that you want to be either your first franchise owner? Um, no, I don't have a, a list of people uh, that are. I what I do have a list of is people that have sent me contact information and said, "Hey, when this is off the ground, yeah, definitely let me know." Uh, that I have, but some of those people were even people that were like. I might not want to own a franchise, but I certainly wouldn't mind acting as X component sure. in a franchise in this city. Right. Yep. So a lot of nuance there. Um, how do I balance it or how am I going to balance it? The first thing is, is I will give myself grace in the idea that I have goals as far as not continuing not to work weekends and having my space in the outdoors when I want to have it. Um, the neat part about franchising uh, is that no matter what, it'll still be on my calendar. I like that part because, because when somebody purchases a franchise, right. The, on the, the concept there is also that they're taking the onus of owning that franchise. And so I don't need to be there 100% of the time. They're, they're owed mentorship. They are owed trainings and, um, oversight on things, making sure that they're matching the values and the, the things as far as the, the, the program, right, for what it is. Um, beyond that, though, I think that a lot of it is going to come down to having what I call non-negotiables, right? So non-negotiables for me are, an example would be, obviously, the kid, anything that has to do with my kids and the, and the things that they will require of me, whether it's the horse riding lessons, the the, the soccer games, those things that I will be at go and attend, right? Yep. Those I won't miss ever. Uh, the weekends with the kids, not going to miss those. Um, but now that I, and, and for some other people, those negotiables could be different. There's no doubt. Not yep. everybody has kids. Not everybody does, you know, doesn't place it high, that high of a value on it. Um, so what I will likely do is I know that I have a certain, there's a certain number of trips 
and a certain destination of those trips that that meet that match up very well for me. Mm-hmm. As long as those things are happening, I can and and I know when those happen, like on a yearly basis because of the tag situation for hunting or fishing or whatever, I know when those things will happen. I recognize that like, you know, through the summer, the last couple of years, I've had the time uh, to take where I'll go fishing, you know, on a Friday afternoon or Friday morning, I can be on my phone out in the ocean, monitoring the cruise, making sure everything's going well, but I'm fishing on a boat, you know, some of that might start getting taken away from me, especially in these first couple of years where we're building something up. Right. But the idea will be that there's a reward at the end and the reward at the end will be time, um, time for me to go do the things I'm passionate about. If I've, if I feel like I've missed them, you know, like the concept of missing those things isn't lost on me. Even when I was in the army, yeah, I didn't hunt for five, five years, two months and 13 days while I was in the army. I mean, it was, <laughs> I'm sorry, how long? Real quick. Five years, months and 13 days. <laughs> Not that I, not that I was counting at all. Sure. It's not, (laughs) but I'm not, um, it's not a new concept for me to miss the things that I'm passionate about is the way I would say it. As long as it matches up with the long-term goal. Right. Uh, and so I'm willing to sacrifice those things. However, as I, as I approach 40, I think I'm less willing to sacrifice, you know, like I think that we get set in our ways a little, so I'll find some nuanced ways to get around it, but you're going to be in yeah, Orlando. You're going to be in Orlando for one of those trips. You're going to Disney world, right? Oh yeah. You're going oh, to yeah. North Carolina. What are you doing? What are you doing out there? You got something planned for all of these trips? No, well, okay. So here's another thing that I wanted to talk. We can talk about this too. I think it's super fun. So part of it will be that we want to, increase charitable contributions to the foundation, yes. right? In my travels. And so a lot of it that we're kind of some of the ideas we're bouncing off is that like when Ben shows up to X city, right? We will start and we will try and organize like an adult kickball tournament or like adult, some, some sort of thing that we will do that my hope is, is that it goes beyond just meeting up at a bar, right? Yeah. But something that we will do that I will then place on a live and people can donate and those donations will go directly to the foundation over go. and over again. Um, I want, I want everything that I'm doing to revolve around foundational work. Um, so but yeah, like, can I just, actually, oh, uh, the only thing I was going to say is uh, a an adult kickball uh, game just sounds like an adult hamstring tear to me is all, all I hear when you say kickball. Is I just picture a pop in my hamstring. Just, yeah. Just being honest. Well, make sure you stretch well and drink water, right? Like that's, that's where we're at. Or maybe you pick something <laughs> different. I'm just, just throwing it out there. No, we're not going to pick something different. We're, <laughs> we're doing kickball. Kick we're doing kickball. No, I don't. <laughs> you can pick something different, but like, uh, but like, here, see like right here. What's oh, that? look see at that? that. Yeah. That's that the box foundation. foundation. Is that the first right box there. foundation hat? That is the first box foundation hat right there. Fantastic. Um, the second one will be what? Camouflage hat, black house, and orange heart? No, no, no. I, no, no. I'm just asking. I'm just no, asking. No, that's, it's, it, the, the question is fair. The question is fair because I see what you're doing where I do change a lot, right? I get that. But well, and, this logo and you always have something you can wear hunting. Well, yeah, but no, I think that the foundation stuff. So the goal will be that anything that has this logo on it, it's 100% of proceeds go to the foundation. Yeah, cool. Anything with this logo on it, uh, because there's operating costs that yeah. go with this one, it will be a percentage of costs or a percentage of proceeds. But um, I, like I've told my CPA and those are the things that we were working out, right? Yeah. Is that based on merch sales and all these things that we're talking about, how do we organize that? You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's fun to say you're going to donate money. That's a really fun thing to say, but you need to have an accounting process of how that looks because if it doesn't match up to the IRS, they're coming for you. Do they care about that stuff? Do they? I mean, supposedly, supposedly. <laughs> that's that's my understanding. They 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 care about it enough that I care about it. Like, yeah. I'm I'm my fear is that I will do something wrong. And unknowingly do something wrong, right? With federal law, 
and just totally mess this thing up. I always listen to. I wonder if they haven't yet. So we're good. I, I always listen into the podcast to figure out what the title of it is because we've kind of uh, we've hearkened back to this. Let's just press record, see where we end up. So I think it is today's episode is how to start a nonprofit without pissing off the IRS. Without pissing off the IRS and making sure that you're following the rules so you can sleep at night. Yeah, there you go. it's uh, it's it's certainly a game. There's no doubt about it. But I am excited about the ecosystem that uh, that I have I have created. I think that it. I I say I hesitantly because there's other people involved. Sure. I, I like you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, but you but give yourself credit for being the driving force behind it. So yeah. I mean, if if you yeah. if you took yourself out of the equation, none of this happens. You can put all the other, you can put all the other people that are involved that are helping you in, in a million different fashions. Don't be afraid to take credit for yourself. So you can be as hesitant as you want, but make sure at some point you stop. Now, here's the other thing: is don't take too much credit. You haven't accomplished shit. You just got a bunch of paperwork done that allows you to do what you want to do next. So give yourself credit. Give yourself credit for where you are, and then realize you haven't done anything yet. You got a hat, like that's cool. Has anybody bought it yet? <laughs> Yeah. Come on. You got a hat. Yeah. That's cool. I picked those up yesterday. That's, that's cool. It's fun. great. Great. You're fantastic. You started a franchise company. You have any franchisees? No, you haven't done shit. Work. Okay. So no, take credit for what you haven't done yet. <laughs> but but it is but you're close it and it's awesome. So you deserve a pat, pat on the back, uh, even if it's, it has well, to be from yourself. And and even for me personally, it's really, it really has to do with those. We all set goals, right? For yearly five-year goals, 10-year goals. This, the completion of these things is last year's goals, right? Perfect. This is, we are finalizing the things that I wanted to get done that I could move into the next year. So, well, yeah. It's January. You're close. You almost made it. Listen, I'm not going to be responsible for the pandemic, Omicron running yeah. through everything. Oh, it was just, oh but you, you look yeah. you blaming the pandemic. Well, and well, and there's another, we'll use another P word there. And it, that is procrastination. Yeah. And well, the people who are on this well slide, no, no. Right? One of the things that you and I talked about was if, if you would have started this in December, that's an entirely different thing. So the calendar year was required for some of this to move forward. So I, I get it. it. I'm just giving, I'm giving you a hard time because if well, I don't, but if I, I don't, you won't. No, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. If you don't, I won't. Somebody yeah. needs to give me crap and they will too. Okay, so perfect. I, they, they like know that they're, they're on your side. These people right here, they're yeah. watching. I can see it. They're in their comments. Yeah. They're they're on your side. Well, that this is the reason that I don't engage with uh, social media is because I would just become a troll. I'm very good at it. It's it's built. It's ingrained in me. I after I have three older brothers. Like poking the bear. Oh, poking the bear is how I was raised. Like all I did was poke, poke, poke. So if I got on there and got comfortable in the digital space, <laughs> I'd be the worst kind of. I would I would literally move under a bridge. Like that's what kind of <laughs> troll I would be. So I you know I I dabble. I'll let, I'll let you invite me through through your portal into this world, uh, but I'm glad to know that uh, I exist on the same plane as your as your followers. Well, yeah, you do, and it is uh, it is consensus, right? <laughs> that, that, that exists. And yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, but yeah, I am very excited about 2022. There's no doubt that this year, um, the changes of last year bring about even more changes for this year, and there it was this funny thing and I'll, i want to talk a little bit about this too with you because i'm sure there's some things that you have that do this 99.9 percent .9 of me was excited wanting to get it done and then there was this space of time where we were waiting for the lawyers to come back from their vacation and we had all of our things lined up you know so we had like this this space that that was happening and i was getting this little anxious like energy like let's just get this done you know and then in the very next thought the very next thought that like little 0.01% would pop in and be like, yeah, but if they, once they get back and you finalize this thing, the ball rolls. Yep. And once that ball rolls, there's no stopping this ball. They're like I, yes, I created it. I, with help from others, all those things. Once I set this ball in motion with the foundation, with franchising, all these things, I cannot stop it. Like yep. stopping it would ultimately be a detriment to me, 
and the people that have supported me to this point. So um, it was this almost fear of, do I really want to do this? Or like almost those questions of, am I just good and comfortable right now? Should I just stay where I'm at and not do those things? And, you know, you move through it, but do you like, is that a normal thing? Like, yes. does everybody go through that? Like, I think they do, but I, I, we assume so much. Well, so here's, here's the thing that you've done is you've created this team that builds momentum that almost prevents all of those doubts from creeping in. So I mean, think of every idea you've ever had that just showed up in your brain. And for like two days, you were excited about it. But no, yeah. nobody got on board with it. Then you spend two days talking yourself out of it. And then on the fifth day, you take a nap. Like, it's just, it, I, I, do, this very, I do this very well. Yeah. I, the, 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 the two things that I'm probably best at are talking myself into good ideas and talking myself out of good ideas. I don't know how many of them are good. But the, the thing is, if you find the people around you that believe in those ideas and believe in you... What happens is when you get to that point, the fact that you were 99% positive and 0.01% negative, usually it's way more in balance than that. And that's why those ideas don't get off the ground. Like like that time, and I'm, I'm just going to make some assumptions here, you know, that time that you were going to, you know, be like the perfect Darth Vader for Halloween and you're going to get like the full on costume and do the thing and your kids are going to be so excited about it. And like you're going to show up as Darth, but like perfect. And everybody's going to be so impressed and all your friends will thought it would be really cool. And then you're like, yeah, but nobody else is going to take it that seriously. So when I show up at Halloween, I'm going to be the idiot. So I probably shouldn't yeah. do that. That's most of the ideas that you have in your life is where you talk yourself into something and then very quickly talk yourself out of it. The, the bolder the idea, the more often, the, the quicker you go through that cycle because you realize like the risk that you're taking. Like I've always contended the, the most successful people are a little bit batshit crazy because they don't have that same register. The reason most of us sit in the middle in this world is because we have that balance of the angel and the devil on your shoulder where one's talking you into the idea, one's talking you out of it. Like, and it goes both ways because sometimes it's sure. your devil talking you into a bad idea and it's your angel talking you out of it. Sometimes it's your angel talking you into a good idea and the devil talking you out of it. So it goes, it, it's usually depicted just in the one way. But I think, I think that whole metaphor goes both ways where you go, yeah, this would be the right thing to do. And a lot of times we just miss the opportunity because we're sitting there just arguing with ourselves whether or not we should do it. And next thing you know, oh, well, shit, now it's November 1st. Well, and... and Yes, all of that, yeah, right? So. And the funny thing is, is like even back when I was originally, you know, getting ready to sign paperwork and begin the, the process of consulting and all that, it was the same thing. It's the yep. same thing as far as like the emotion of, am I ready to do this? And then whatever that entrepreneurial spirit is that overtakes the entrepreneur, yeah, all of a sudden it's just like, doesn't really freaking matter. Sign the paper and let's get this done. Let you'll figure it out. And I I will never forget that there was it was it happened in in a not a late evening, but definitely in a thought process where I'm laying in bed, right? And I'm going through this this concept of franchising. And at that point I hadn't even thought about foundation stuff yet, right? Sure. We're not we're not on foundation. We're just on the franchise and the, 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 the doubt of, can I make this happen? Yep. But then <laughs> you, you know? talk to your CPA and they go, well, I think we can make that happen. You go, Ooh, now one person believes you. And then you talk to a lawyer, then you talk exactly. to somebody else. Then you talk. Well, to, yep. Well, and the funny thing about the CPA was I wanted to speak to her before, like, like I wanted to speak to her and look at numbers before I signed. I spoke to her, but we did not look at numbers before I signed. Right. So we go through this process this last three weeks, me and, and my, my CPA's name is Christy. Hi, Christy. Christy. And I go through the process, process for the last three weeks. And at one point, you know, she makes mention of that idea that we didn't talk numbers when I, before I signed that paperwork and how she had that nervousness for me. She can look at the books and know that the investment that I'm making was a large portion of potential revenue for this year. It's a risk. Not even, and I didn't even know we were going to have a paint shortage this year, yep. right? Like there were so many unknowns. And as we work through this year, 
and, and go through those trials and tribulations and all those things. I only look back and know that if I would have made the decision to do the franchising now, instead of back in April and May, not only would I be behind obviously of where I am now, but I would not be where I want to be in the future because even just this moving into this year, I don't think that we would have as, as potentially as successful a year with franchisees because now at least they have the full year minus 15 days, right? Minus 15 days to, to, to make things happen in their own businesses. So um, I think that I made the decision and took the risk uh, but that's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah. We, one reason or another, have whatever that is to just throw caution to the wind and say, I believe enough. Well, and once I believe enough, it's good. But can I tell you though, the, the, just from an outside perspective, and I am, I am no professional by any means on any of this, but the reason that you feel comfortable taking this risk is you've already done it. You started your own business and you made it successful. So what you're doing is you're just, you're moving that comfort zone a little by little by little. And then the other thing that it feels like you've done, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the foundation makes it where you're not doing this just for yourself. You might not have had the motivation if this was just for Ben and doing the franchise and it's all of this. Adding that component, you're taking care of kids you've never met. You're taking care of families you've never met. You're taking care of communities you've never met. But you're doing it and you've created the straw man that is is there waiting for the support that you know that it needs. And you can you can never give these organizations too much support. And it's funny because no. you and I talked about this, I think, off of the podcast. But, you know, you your job is is a fresh coat of paint. And mm-hmm. I was looking at my house the other day and you helped me get my house painted. And I was looking at my house the other day and I was looking at the rest of the neighborhood. And it was... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it came. Oh, so we, I had to re-enter my house into Google Maps because we switched. Now all of our work stuff is on Google. Uh, like all okay. of our work platforms switched over to Google last week. And so no, nothing saved under my work profile. It's all saved under my personal profile. So I had to re-enter my house into the direction. So when I can very quickly go, all right, if I'm leaving from home, it takes me this much time to get work. So Google Maps took a picture of my house with a fresh coat of paint. And I drive by it, and my kids go, there's our house, the yellow one. They get all excited, whatever. Yeah. The picture Google Maps took of that house made it look so much better than everything else in yep. the neighborhood. And I'm not bragging right. to say that, like, my house. But a fresh coat of paint makes you feel good. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, not a, it's not a huge, you know, adjustment to the architecture. My brother and I were commenting on how often, like, the entire facade has changed on, like, the local Bimart in town, yeah. like in our lifetime, it's been, sure. you know, but, but that, fre- done. that fresh coat of paint and doing that, that's what you do. And you drive by one of those community centers. And even if your donation just puts a fresh coat of paint on it, a building with a fresh coat of paint has a new lease on life. It has, it has a new appeal to people. It makes people feel welcome. It draws people in. So your ability to do that, the fact that you're, you're that 1.01% that you're sitting on, if you're doing it just for yourself, it'd be hard, a lot harder to push. Tell me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of a sense that I get. You're absolutely right. No, there's, there is absolute truth to that. Um, and so I signed franchise agreements back in April and May, right? And through that process, as I'm going through the beginning and, and having these meetings, the, I'm a numbers guy. Like it, I just, I, I, I digest things through numbers. And what I, what I mean by that is I will take the numbers that my CPA gives me or my financial advisor. And I think of it as how many houses does that mean I need to paint? Yeah. How, like, like if I add, if I want to put this much extra into my retirement, how many more houses do I need to paint this year? That's exactly how I process it over and over. And so this shift was, I'm about to like through royalties, right? The way royalties work, you get royalties paid out just and it's automatic. My biggest fear was that that money would sit there because I'm not a big money guy. Like I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I need a lot of money in my life to do the things that I want to do. I, I, the things I like, I like, but I'm not, 
here to go get a Lamborghini. That's not, that won't be a part Ooh, of my life. Do you imagine rolling up with a Lamborghini and a ladder on it to paint a house? It's not my style, you know? It's a big box so, logo on it and there's like three ladders stacked on top and then you pull a bunch of cans of paint out of the back of the front. Where's the, exactly. trunk? Where's the trunk on a Lamborghini? And then the front, I think they're in the front. In the front? I don't even know. But that concept, so in that very next motion, it was, well, what would I do with that money, right? And for the longest time, I struggle, always have, I struggle with handing money to people that are like on the side of the street, you know, with their signs. I struggle with that. I struggle handing money to them because I don't know what that's going to be for. My hope is that they do the best with it. So in my head, it was, if I can create this thing, this foundation, I can, I can affect people like that. If it is true that that is what they need, if, if what they need is a better opportunity, I can still affect that through a foundation. Um, and that I think was a massive driving force in, in my decision was the idea that I, I have to have to affect communities like it, it is it is a need for me like that's where happiness comes from there's no doubt about it and i love it um and that goes back to i mean my 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 eagle scout project when i was 16 um and completing that that project still exists that trail that i created it still exists nice. and making making improvements as i've gone in places that I can uh, has always been a, a big factor in what I want to do. Um, and then I got to owning box painting and it was like, well, I'm comfortable here. There was comfort for four years, right? Like I just, I, I found my system and I was good to go. And then I wanted more, there you wanted go. more out of experience. So it's fun. I can't, I tell you though, I can't wait for this journey, Luke. It's gonna, and you're gonna be right there too, and you know it. <laughs> hey, right? I'm here this to help. Is, you know it. You know it's it. It's gonna be fun one, uh, and I like. I've gone over it over and over and over again. Um, the the people that I have surrounded myself with in the last. This is year two or three for us. This is your. This is going into the third year. This is going into the third year. So I believe in the last three years, the people that I've surrounded myself with um, professionally align with the things that I'm long-term goals, right? Yep. To the degree that like my CPA, she will be my CPA for the rest of my life. Like she doesn't get options. As long as she, like, wants, as long as she wants to. Oh no, she, I'll, I'll you just gotta make sure. This, she knows, she knows, yeah. but like these are human beings that um, they do share that passion. They enjoy what they do. Um, and at the very minimum, they can see the vision that I have for it, whether it's all perfect and painted, I don't know, but they can see it. And I believe that that, that helps me a lot down the road. So it's fun. It's a fun game. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm very happy for you. I'm excited for you as well. And uh, what what do you want to call it? I said how to start a nonprofit uh, without pissing off the IRS, but you can call this. This is yours. This is yours. What do you want it to be? How to? I don't know. How to? How to what? How, how to start a to, franchise? We haven't started anything yet. Well, we, well, yeah. I mean, how to get the ball rolling? It's how how to stay optimistic through, through ah. what happens. You'll come up with what you want to do. I don't know. I don't know how to, what, how to, how to get the ball rolling. Let's just call it that. How to get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Uh, so here, here's my, here's my fear. So I, I come at this from a, a conversation standpoint, the, I, en- yeah. I enjoy the, the presence of, of this podcast. It's just, it, it is what it is. We're just kind of talking about this. Are we getting popular enough that we have to turn into one of those guys that goes, uh, hit the button to subscribe here and do that, do that? I, Are you there? I think, no, I am there. So Okay, the that, that's thing. all you. You you close this bad boy out. We're going to, I'll close this out. Okay. So moving forward, <laughs> I, here's, here's how this is going to go for me moving forward. And I want Luke to know this too. I have been very cautious about pushing my merchandise um, on my lives uh, or my TikToks 
nervous about pushing just I don't want people's money. I don't want that was never the goal. So any live donations, what we need are your likes, your follows, your support, your subscribes. That's what we need. If we're going to affect more people, it will require us to expand the web that is this family of folks, right? So it, 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 I don't need everybody's money. What I need you to help me find are those that are going to be potentially franchisees with us because that is how we will grow the foundation. Define that. Is, what are you looking for in a franchisee? What am I looking for in a franchisee? Um, I don't care about your location. I can make the location work. I believe that location-wise, I'm not worried about where you are in the world. We'll figure that part out. There's a territory out there. We'll make it work, especially with the program that I have in the way that I manage my costs. I think that we can do that. Um, if you are a person that is looking to invest in a franchise opportunity, um, what I'm looking for is somebody that is like-minded. They bring a lot of energy. There's no doubt about it. I'm not saying you have to bring my kind of energy, but you got to be able to stand in front of people and, and say it with your chest. There's no doubt about it. Um, because down the road, what will happen is you will run into trials and tribulations and all those things that make it tough for you. And you've got to be able to put a smile on and just keep going. Um, do they have to know how to paint houses? They do not need to know how to paint houses. I don't care if you know how to paint houses. I can teach you how to talk like you've been painting houses your whole life. Um, and if you don't believe me, you can go watch TikToks. <laughs> when was it, when was the last time you picked up a paintbrush? The last time I picked up a paintbrush was quite literally uh, five years and a handful of months ago. Um, it was right before uh, I started box painting. Uh, I painted um, a, a side project uh, for a uh, uh, the people that were doing childcare for my kids. There you go. Yeah. That was the last house I physically painted on my own. I have not touched a brush since, nor will I. And so, I can teach you to do the same thing. So as an owner, as an owner of a franchise for box painting, you don't have to be able to paint. You don't have to have any experience as a contractor. You don't have to have any experience as that. You just need to be able to, you have to have the willingness uh, to go out and, and, and learn the method and, and stand there and be confident in, in what you're doing. But it's a, it's, it's a good opportunity. If you want to own your own business, you don't have to leave where you're at. With a lot of fun support too. Yeah. The thing is my hope, you know, I think that a lot of times franchise ors will get a bad rap because they, they lack the, um, lack the fun of what it is to mentor people. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's one thing that's been missing from the last five years of my life, it is that that aspect is the teaching and mentoring that I do love um, because I've been doing my own thing and, and creating this system. So moving forward, it will be um, creating things for others to have that success. I hang my hat on the things I hang my hat on, like as far as a business owner. Yeah. I have, I have two lead painters, Pablo and, and, and Jamie. In the last two years, both of them have had enough work or so much work that they were able to purchase their own homes. That's, that is what I'm after. Yeah. Is that level of stability and security? That's what I want for everybody because that's, that, that's quality of life right there. Yeah. That's, that's the definition of quality of life. So I was super happy about that things I'll hang my hat on moving forward is cool. how we affect others. All right. So what do people need to like? What do they need to go? What do they need to do? Tell them the thing. So uh, for, yeah, those that it's like, follow, share, uh, box dad, um, on TikTok, Instagram, especially, um, also box painting LLC, uh, on Instagram is going to become a page that gets much more active moving forward. Um, in the links in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok, you can find ways to donate to the foundation. You can find links to the merch. Um, and the blog is going to begin just so you know. <laughs> and Megan is in here uh, on this live. And so the, the blog begins. Um, we're ready to do this thing. We're we're, we're becoming content creators. All right. That's what we're well, I'll tell you. I'll send you the video of this, but uh, I'm just going to say it while everybody's listening. I'll have to get better lighting in here. 
<laughs> we'll get you a ring light. We'll get you I, a, ring, a light. ring light somewhere. I'm just wait, here's the thing. I'm in I'm in a radio station. We've got studios all over the place. This is the one that is available most often. It is the one I'm the most comfortable in. But 99.9 percent. This is the 0.01 percent. I've been in here that we're actually recording video. Uh, and I remember that we were doing it as I pushed record. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we've got one. We'll get it. We'll get it set up better. I'll, I'll make, uh, my producer earn his money. So there you go. Get it, get it. Will. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get it all set up. All right. Thanks for listening to the how to podcast. This is how to start a franchise business something or something. All right. Go back and listen to the other ones. If you haven't listened to any of the uh, the other podcasts, they're all great, just like this one was. Ben, I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to press end. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.